Okay, cool. Ready? Yeah. Okay, three, two, one! What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the MLS Now podcast. This is your host, Gavin, with David. How are you doing tonight, David? No, 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 no. It's the one. The only. No, no, no. You got that uh, one. You're not getting it again. Okay, okay. No, I'm going to do it. Happening. The one. The only. David. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm face palming right now. I hope the, you That was second-hand <laughs> embarrassment right there. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the playoffs, of course. Playoffs coming Saturday the 20th, Sunday the 21st, and Tuesday the 23rd? What? A midweek playoff match? Very quick. I'm going to say it right now. Stop whining and complaining to those of you who are acting like brats, complaining over a freaking Thanksgiving game. I love the fact that we have an MLS Thanksgiving game. Oh, but the NFL is on. I love the fact that we're being ambitious like that. I love the fact that I can watch and play off. There's nothing like an MLS playoff game. Nothing like a single elimination MLS playoff game. And if you give it to me while I'm there, by the way, I don't eat turkey. I eat chicken during Thanksgiving. Well, I'll have my piece of chicken, my salad, my rice, my beans and my tortillas and my Coca-Cola, the one that comes in a glass jar from Mexico because that one has more sugar. I am happy. <laughs> you got your stuffing. Yes. I. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait for that. You have no idea how much I dislike watching the Cowboys play in Thanksgiving or watching any freaking team uh, that I don't support in Thanksgiving. I support every MLS team. I love this league. Love it. And if you give me a Colorado Rapids game versus any of these teams that might face on Thanksgiving, I'm going to be there in my living room on the plasma TV with my food that I just mentioned. No, you cannot have any. The yes is all for me. It's my time to get fat, and I'll be enjoying it. The reason I like it is because um, it is a midweek game technically, obviously, on a Thursday, but everyone's off work, and everyone's going to be able to watch the game. Um, some people will choose Cowboys because it's a tradition, yada, yada. But I think their viewer numbers are going to be bigger than they expect, honestly. And they need to market the hell out of it. Here, they here, really here's do. the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I, love how we, I love how we got into this right away. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the problem that MLS fans have, or MLS has in general, that really pisses me off. And I actually have never said it on this podcast. The thing about football and basketball is that the fans even if their teams are not playing they stay to watch right um i give you an example um three years four years ago before i got did the podcast before i started all of this i used to go to buffalo wild wings all the time to watch football games from 12 o'clock all the way to 7 p.m that's how me and my friends used to stay that long mm-hmm. no matter if my washington football team was playing or not we watched all the games but i've noticed so many mls fans if their team is not playing they're not watching well, yeah, I think I said that on, either on this podcast or I've said on my podcast. I think it was my podcast. But the biggest issue MLS has is no one watches the other games. Exactly. And, 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 it, and it fixes a lot. And I can tell you now 
that a lot of fans think like that, especially in the playoffs. Uh, my team didn't make it. Why should I watch it? Watch it. It's exciting. It's yeah. fun. It's single elimination well, games. It's, and it's been proven so many times, Gavin, how fun the MLS playoffs are. No, yeah. So I agree with you. And from my perspective, it, it, I, I think the same thing. How can you not find this exciting? I And it was my podcast, I remember now, because it was the, the um, podcast that we recorded after the Nashville game. And we were kind of talking about the call that went against us. And uh, one of my co-hosts um, kind of said, this is the reason why I cannot watch other MLS games. He said, I love Orlando City to death, but I'm tired of watching MLS games where the refs are so incompetent that the that the scoreline isn't actually what the team deserves. Has and he seen the calls in football? I know, I know. And he referenced that and he said it's, you know, it's it's different to him in his opinion. But he referenced, you know, the SKC, the Amadou Dia sliding tackle, the Tim Melia, uh red card. Obviously, you can reference the Justin Glad handball. That should have been called. It's all pro has really been in the spotlight these last few weeks, obviously. And yeah, but, but you, know, to, you know, to the point that I'm trying to get is like we want this, right? The whole complaining thing about it. We want it to grow. We want it to be taken serious. Then, okay, DC United is out. Watch Sporting KC. Watch Colorado. Watch uh, New England Revolution. I mean, New England Revolution just had the best season any MLS team has had ever. You're telling me you don't want to watch them? The mo- one of the, the most exciting team in the league right now? You don't want to watch them in Gillette Stadium with pretty sure 35, 40,000 people? Um in a conference final, you don't want to yeah, watch but, them. Yeah, but a lot of these people don't care, you know. Oh, semi-final, sorry, semi-final. They, they don't. They care about their team, and they don't care about the other teams. So why would they watch it? Okay, but, but, uh, that's my thing, though. What's the difference between our fan because, base, MLS fan base, and the, and the NFL fan base? Then it makes no sense. I think I think we're still a young league, and NFL kind of has that that history over time where people grew up watching. NFL games and and people were willing to watch any NFL game and you know I'm willing to do it I'm willing to, if there's an NFL game on, on Thursday night football I'll turn it on and but but I'm the same way with MLS a lot of people aren't a lot of people aren't that involved that obsessed with soccer like you and I are you know if there's a game in La Liga between two mid-table teams on ESPN plus I'll turn it on if I've got nothing else to watch See, I, don't, I, I don't know why I, I don't do that no more. It, it, it's really weird that I stopped doing that. I used to be in love with Real Madrid, and I still love Real Madrid. But I, I, I would rather put on a uh, San Jose versus Austin game than watch Real Madrid for some reason. It's it's really weird. Um, I'm well, just gonna, you know, you love this league. Yeah, you I'm going to become an ambassador. Yeah. So <laughs> let's get started with the, the playoff matchups. You know, we're, what, seven minutes in, and we haven't even started. Uh, on the I just hope somebody in thanksgiving grabs a piece of meat sits down watches the game and it watches the game out of being pissed off what i just said and just starts cussing me out while they watch the game <laughs> a toast to david <laughs> let's start with the 2v7 seattle versus rsl dun, 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 i can see dun. this one going one way david okay um, here's the thing here's the thing you know what RSL needs to do in this game or before this game? They need to go back and review the tape of FC Dallas facing Seattle in Seattle in the playoffs. You remember those matches? 
Oh, how could I forget? That was FC, the season of uh, single elimination. Yes, FC Dallas gave them a headache. FC Dallas knew how and when to pressure them, how and when to be patient, and, and how to use the wings correctly. Um, the thing RSL is going to have to do for this match, because they're not going to get many chances in Seattle, is take care of those chances. Take, take, take care of those few chances you're going to get. Because Seattle's going to come with you with everything. Jao Pablo, uh, Jordan Morris is back. Raul Ruiz Diaz is back. Uh, you're going to have to control that team there because all of a sudden they they become this monster of a team when they're there. The other positive thing, if you're looking at it, right, and I'm talking of Seattle, RSL, because they're like they're the underdogs, they actually scored more goals than Seattle this season. You beat me to it. That's what I was going to say when uh, analysis on the game. Um, so they actually scored more goals. So that's the, right. That's the, when you look at the chances. They 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 took care of the chances more than Seattle did because Seattle missed a whole bunch of chances. Um, yeah. So that's that's the that's that's the good side of it, right? So take care of those chances because Seattle at home becomes a very def- a very good defensive team. But go back, review that tape. If there was a game that you need to review, is FC Dallas facing Seattle Sounders uh, in the playoff game, and and it will give you the answers that you need. For me, uh, I agree with that. That is a little bit too far back for my liking. If I, I understand what you're saying though. You know, playoff matchup. This yeah. is how how intense you have to play, and this is how you have to at least come close to beating Seattle. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Um, like you referenced, RSL have actually scored more goals than Seattle. But look, look, look at how many goals Seattle has allowed. Only 33, yeah. They, they've got a good defense. But I, th- I think it could be like a 3-2 scoreline, something like that. But I would be looking at how LAFC beat Seattle 3-0. Yeah. Um, it was in LA, obviously. They were the home team. But I would be looking at that. Seattle coming to the playoffs on the back of six matches without a win. Um, do you think they're in danger of faltering out and going out to RSL? No, if there's a team that's experiencing the playoffs, it's the Sounders. But, I mean, they've they've played um, two home games in this stretch, though, and no, let's 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 not question um, let's not question uh, what's his name? Um, Spencer. Yes. All right. Let's All not right. question it. I won't he's, do it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I I look. I trust that guy in the playoffs. He's he knows what to say and what tactics to change and use when his team is against the wall. I think RSL's defense will will not hold. Yeah. Was uh, Seattle's will, and I think Seattle do come through, but uh, they've been in very poor form. We'll see yeah. that. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't Prediction. Think, I don't think Seattle's um, offense is gonna disappoint. Um, oh man, I'm gonna go Seattle. I'm gonna go three one. Okay, I'm going three two Seattle. Um, right. Cool. So next matchup in the West, we are looking at SKC Vancouver. SKC, the most goals in the West. Well, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I, hey, man, I, I came with my us, receipts today. Yeah, I remember us talking about this on that Twitter space we did. And I said Vancouver win this game. Yeah. Vancouver with the the run they're on, with the the morale around the team under Sartini. I say they come in and SKC go out and 
that would be devastating for them. They have been so good in this league, so good recently these last few years. They finished top of the West last season. Top of the West. I'm going to go against you, and I'm going to go with Sporting KC. Um, most goals in the West, um, second fewest goals allowed in the West. Um, they have a balance right now uh, on the team. The only problem that I see with Sporting KC is what kind of Sporting KC are we going to get in the playoffs? Inconsistent. They are so inconsistent. In the playoffs, yes, because I, I think I mentioned this. I mean, I mentioned this in the Twitter space, but I mentioned this in previous podcasts as well. They lose their identity in the playoffs. They forget how to play as a team in the playoffs. They, they, they just, yeah, I said it. They lose their identity, and I'm, I'm scared to see that again. But looking at the stats, looking at the numbers, looking at how they've been playing, it looks like they found this balance of being able to score and being able to defend at the same time. And if Adam Pulido can come, if uh, Russell, I believe the other one is right, um, can can come in. And, Him and uh, Soloy. Yeah, Soloy as well. And pressure very quick and, and, and put that pressure on Vancouver, then I think it's a, it's, it's a dub for them and, and they walk away with, with that win. Okay. Okay. Uh, score prediction? What I'll say about the match is I think Vancouver's system works well against SKC's system. Okay. And I think... How did they do against each other? I want to say Vancouver got the better of SKC quite quite a lot. They beat SKC 2-1 when they were at home. And then when they went to SKC earlier in the season, they lost 3-0. But that was under a different manager. So split the season series. I'm thinking Vancouver on extra time 2-1. Sporting KC 2-1. Okay. Close matchup there. Yep. Okay. Uh, the other match, Portland versus Minnesota. I will come out and say this with my chest. Host. Say it with your chest. Saying with my chest. Beat the chest. Okay. Okay. See now. Come down there. Come down best, there, Hulk. Best match of the playoff first round. Portland versus Minnesota. This is going to be a great game. This is going to be a great game of football to watch. If if you do not tune into any match in. The playoffs, except for one, other than the final, this match is the one. I promise you. So I, so it goes, right? It goes Austin with the fewest goals scored, Dynamo, and Minnesota. Which does, is weird for an Adrian Heath team. Does that concern you, knowing that Portland has scored 56 goals, second most in the West? That if you're going to come and want to play toe-to-toe with Portland, you're going to have to play toe-to-toe with Portland. You're going to have to be able to score and create chances. And Minnesota has had a hard time this season, had a hard time at the, a horrible time at the beginning of the season. Um, were a little shaky in the middle uh, of the season where they were still trying to find and get that confidence back. And at the end, they found their form. But still, going into Portland, it's, it's, it's a difficult time. And you have to... You know, Portland likes to score, and you have to be able to to respond back. Yeah, Portland have had some weird results this season, but overall they've had a very good season, hence they have a home playoff game in the Western Conference. So for me, I think this is going to be such a good game because of the way the styles match up. Minnesota have an attacking philosophy, 
but they haven't been able to put it all together and get the ball in the back of the net. Portland, more of a transition philosophy. Well, they have a really good attack this season. They have been letting up a lot of goals, though, as well. So I think it's going to be Minnesota getting a couple goals, Portland getting a couple goals, back and forth action. This is why I think it's going to be such a great game for the neutral. I don't know which way to pick this game because I think it's going to be one of those games on the fine margins. So I, I'm going to let you go first with a prediction, but I, I, I just think this is going to be such an entertaining match. Minnesota have been very disappointing, very disappointing. You and I talked about them a lot early in the season. They turned it around. They got into the playoffs, but with the squad, with the roster they have, fifth place is not good enough. Portland. Um, oh, man, this is a tough one because uh, Portland 3-1. Yeah, I know. Portland 4-3. Jeez, Jeez seven goals, huh? 4-3 in extra time. I think it's going to be a wild one. I really oh. I really do. And you know what? It's going to finish one nil, and everyone's going to be like, Gavin, you're an idiot. But you you know what? That's just that's just what I see. 4-3. All right, let's go on to the east. Into the east. In, in case you guys didn't know, Colorado waits their first place. They wait um, for Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. game. Um, to play the winner of Portland, Minnesota. Hopefully our corresponding Nick is able to go. Um, he has been able to go this year as a uh, uh, have media access this year. Hopefully he gets to do that again in the playoffs and it would be great for for the podcast to have somebody there and yeah it should be fun to see them in there yep um in the eastern conference first matchup is philadelphia and new york red bulls see this is the one that i uh, i I have an eye on Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a good one two two teams both on good form going they play similar am i wrong they play similar with different formations um so it's going to be interesting because New York Red Bulls will obviously play the three three at the back system. You got the wing backs, and then Philadelphia also have wing backs, but they play a four at the back system. But they really stack the midfield with the four one two one two four three two one sort of thing. So it's going to be interesting to see how New York Red Bulls try to take advantage of the wing back versus wing back, and then how Philadelphia try and take advantage of the midfield. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a great game. Um, this is the one that I think is going to be a high-paced game, to be honest with you. Really? Um, yes. I think this one's going to be a high-paced game because if you go back, right, high-paced mostly on the Red Bull side because if you go back, you look at when the Red Bulls um, pressure, they are a crazy team when they're pressuring. They are so well uh, well formed and do it so well tactically that they leave no spaces and don't give you time to think. However, they must know that the Union probably are the most or one of the most patient team in the league without the ball. The two or three chances they get, they score. Go back. um, I know I'm going to go back way back, but at the beginning of the season, especially when they faced um, some of the teams during the, uh, the CCL, the CONCACAF Champions League games, um, they're just very patient. But I, I just I want to see this match really bad because I feel like it's going to be fought in the midfield so much that 
I can see it going any way, but uh, I'm going to go slightly. Uh, I want to call an upset on this because um, the Red Bulls beating the Union will be an upset. Ooh, this is a tough one, Gavin. I'm blah. I'm going to go. I'm going to just pick first on this one, actually. Okay. Um, I do not think it's going to be a fast-paced game. I think it's going to be more of one of those chess match games where both teams are kind of feeling it out and – they're, they're kind of, you know how Single teams, elimination, Gavin. I know, I know. I That's why I think it. I think, you know how teams will kind of semi-attack, but they won't send everybody? I think that's what we're going to see in the first 60 minutes. And then it could get pretty crazy in the last 30 um, with both sides, you know, single elimination there. But I, I think for the first 60, it might be a, a chess match sort of thing. Both teams, you know, being, being patient. I have been saying to my Orlando City folk, I really think New York Red Bulls come in and win this game. They have been on such a good run. And honestly, this this international break couldn't have come at the worst time going into playoffs. I don't think it's going to be helpful for them. I think it's going to be a little bit of momentum killer. And hopefully, for Orlando City's sake, if we win our game and they win their game, then we would be playing against them in Orlando and I'd be able to see that. So that's just more of a personal thing. But I from a neutral standpoint, I can see the Red Bulls winning this game. I, I really, yeah. I yeah, think I'm, it's Red Bulls two-one. Uh, okay, then let's call it uh, MLS Now podcast. Gavin and David call an upset. Red Bulls over the Union two-one. Okay. Oof, you, you're, you're, a, gosh, that's. Oh, can't wait for the playoffs. Philadelphia fans are gonna hate us for that one. Oh, they already hate me for a lot of things I've said. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, uh, let's go ahead and look at Nashville against Orlando City. Uh-huh. Ah, Going to be at this game. Flight uh, booked, hotel booked, ticket booked. I'm going to be in Nashville. How far is it? Orlando City. Um, It's a 10-hour drive from Orlando. You taking a flight, though? I'm flying, though, yeah. It's a two-hour flight. Two-hour flight back and forth, four hours total, just to catch an L. Ooh, you Ooh. are crazy, bro. You're crazy. <laughs> Let's um, look at this match. Let's look at this okay. match. What are you thinking? I'm thinking Nashville right away off the gate. Um, hey, Ben, if there was any, any time I was, I'm going to cheer for Nashville, it's now. Um, no, just <laughs> – look. Sad. Sad, look, man. Um, <laughs> look at you pandering to get, to get likes. No, look, um, being honest with you, with the current forms and the way both teams are playing, I don't see how Orlando can walk out with a W on this one, to be honest with you. And not because, you know, uh, that fake thing, the rivalry that you and I have or that fake dislike I have against Orlando. No, not at all. Because if you were to put Nashville versus the Orlando from earlier this season, then yeah, okay, Orlando has a big chance. Orlando can walk away. But what Orlando has done lately and the form they've been in lately I don't see it, buddy. Um, I feel like Nashville has a better attack, much better defense. Um, and I know you guys have a great goalkeeper, but Joe Willis has been unstoppable for the last two week, uh, two years. Um, clean sheets. I just feel like at the moment, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not putting Oscar Pereira's tactics down, but at the moment, Nashville is better strategic-wise and has a better game plan. So. Nashville definitely, I think, have a better game plan and are better at um, creating chances. Yeah, that game plan. Um, yeah, creating chances as well. 
but better at executing that game plan. The teams have played each other three times this season. All three have ended up in ties. So they're very closely matched. Two in Nashville, once in Orlando. All three ended up in in draws. And, you know, that's very on brand for Nashville, obviously. Um, Orlando obviously have a lot of quality in attack, as do Nashville. I think this is a game that goes to penalties, personally. Really? I think it's a game that goes to penalties. Um, Unless... Unless Orlando come out and are super clinical, but we have not been clinical all season, so I don't see that happening. Um, I think what will happen is Orlando will start fast and Nashville will hold them. I don't think we'll score early, but I think we'll start quickly and create chances. Then Nashville will, you know, start to create chances of their own, start to dominate the game. Everything's going to, you know, um, go their way. Everything's going to be like they're going to control the match, but. I think it could be a, a nil-nil or a one-one, and you know somebody scores off a corner, or, and then somebody you know has one good move or one good individual moment that leads to a goal, and then we go to penalties, honestly, and then anything can happen in a penalty shootout. So I'm going to go against my gut here and say Nashville pulls out the win on a penalty shootout in Nashville. That's my prediction, which is sad because I really want to see a win in Nashville. That would be amazing. I hope for a win, but I think my my neutral self says Nashville on penalties. 3-1 Nashville. <laughs> what? What? I don't I don't think I, I just I, I imagine uh, Nissan Stadium and they're going to feed off that atmosphere. If they score three goals in regular time, I'm telling you, all three are going to come from corners. It's not going to be from them being dominant. All right. We'll see. Okay. NYCFC home to Atlanta. This one's pretty easy for me to predict. Okay. Okay. Calm down there, buddy. No, it's it's so easy. Let me talk about Atlanta. It's like, I love how you, I love how you think I, uh, um, I secretly love Atlanta. You do love Atlanta. soft spot in your heart for that damn team no it's that that i do just i love the way they build the club because since they came into the league i've said this so many times the new teams have have learned from them that you have to spend and anyways we're not gonna get into that now but um this is a tough one but i'm on the tactic i stay on a board right now man uh i'm on the yeah i'm on the tactic bandwagon right now and I have New York City FC coming out with a um, – uh, I'm going to go with New York City FC uh, against Atlanta. I'm going to go 3-0. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Atlanta United play a system, a 3-4-3, that really, really relies on width and relies on transition attack. And there is two things that Yankee Stadium does not allow teams to do. Yeah. That is attack on the transition because there's no space and you need space to run into to attack. And there's no width. This is going to be a route by NYCFC. I think two or three nil is the final scoreline. Atlanta United can't do anything. NYCFC dominate and it's curtains for Atlanta United. It, that's just how I see yeah. it. It's it's super unfair. It is so unfair to have a <laughs> be that drastic of, a, of a, um, a factor. 
I I honestly hope that Pinedo over these next two weeks builds up a game plan just for this game. I hope he builds up a game plan. If I was a coach scheming against NYCFC, I would go 4-1-2-1-2 personally. And so I hope he schemes up something similar or, or, you know, anything that'll work um, better than a 3-4-3. Because if not, I can see them getting absolutely hammered. All right. 3-0. Same as you. Okay. Okay. New England, that game in New England. New England. Oh, my. You know, dude, if there's something I'm really excited about, there is two things right now. I talked about this in the Twitter space. First of all, Colorado Rapids, I cannot wait. I love I love when the Rapids Stadium is sold out. It, it, it's so close to the pitch. The fans are involved. The players feed off of it great. I'm so happy for it. And New England, I've always loved when the stadium is semi-packed with about 25,000 people. Not packed, you know, in general, like... I'm talking about the lower seats, um, mm-hmm. but 20,000 because it feels great. Imagine 40, 45,000 in New England. It will be so great. It will look so great. Um, I'm really excited to see all of that. Um, I just love the playoffs. I love MLS playoffs. There's nothing like it. I don't know how anybody can hate on it. You can criticize it. You can do whatever. But once the games are played, there's no better sensation than watching these teams go all at it and having anyone being able to beat anyone and having an underdog make it to the playoff, make it to the, to the finals. Yeah. Um, I really want to see MLS market the hell out of the, this year's playoffs. Uh, just get as many neutral people as possible to watch it. You know, you, you listeners try and get your friends involved. Hey, there's a big playoff match. Want to come like on a Saturday? What a better opportunity. Um, we're probably going to touch on this later on in the other episodes we record once the playoffs start. Um, for the Rapids and for New England and for whatever two teams are going to join them to have the whole family watch a soccer game during Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, cousins, grandparents, kids, like everybody, everybody. Yes, yes, it's it's great. Um, Anything else you want to add for today? Uh, No, not that that much. All Um, right. Excited for the playoffs to start. Excited, guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, stick with us. Stay tuned. Keep up with, keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know, I'm, I have to give a shout out to Gavin. He has been posting like crazy. Um, he has been um, going at it with the stats and the tweets. And our contributors as well have been posting like crazy. It's, it's a great time. It's like Christmas for us right now. It's fun to see. And thank you for the support you've shown us throughout the season. And let's get into the the uh, playoffs and be happy be excited and keep supporting the league yeah we appreciate it guys thank you for joining me until next time until next time David